It's true that some things change as we get older. But if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with MIDI Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at MIDI understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause. And MIDI can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms, not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but MIDI Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Did you grow up with the NES PlayStation Star Wars cartoons and ABC TV? Do you like to think who would win in a fight between Batman and the Master Chief? Comics, games, movies, music, and TV. They're gonna tell you everything you need. Superheroes or nothing got your back. They're gonna save the world of geeks. Hello, hello. We're back with another quick mini episode here. Uh, Birdman had a bunch of reviews he wanted to get out that uh, didn't quite make the main show this week. So he said, Alex, I've been working hard getting these reviews ready. Can you put them out somehow? So we're putting them out right now. They're going to come out pretty much in rapid succession here. Uh, he, he's been uh, knee-deep reading a lot of things, so I believe a lot of these are uh, book-related. I'll have links in the descriptions, obviously, for uh, where you can pick them up. Uh, and a quick update uh, on our review that came out uh, where Birdman and I watched Unhinged uh, over the past weekend. Uh, uh, I mentioned and uh, we both talked about how it was hitting VOD. It's actually hitting theatrical first. So uh, I made sure I updated the links in there uh, so that you can check it out. So check your local listings. It is going to theaters, so anywhere... Uh, that is already reopened, or uh, a lot of the independent cinemas are, or larger chains have them uh, where they're, you know, uh, spacing out people uh, and that sort of deal. I, I'm not sure if every single chain is open yet, but uh, it is coming out that way, so that's how you're going to get to see it first. And honestly, it is worth it. 
Uh, if you're willing to go to theaters, great. <laughs> uh, especially if it's a, it's a smaller release like this, it's not going to be something where I think you have to worry about it being a packed house with lots of kids. It's an R-rated movie. So uh, be sure to check your local listings for that. So without further ado, let's get into the first review. Basically, he was a geek, Alone, geek boy. Holy shit, you geeks are badass. Okay, you're probably going, is this like an Oxima commercial or what? But seriously, I actually have a way normal life for a teenage girl. I mean, I get up, I brush my teeth, and I pick out my school clothes. Hey guys, it's Mike the Birdman here, and I am here with another review coming to us from Paramount Home Entertainment, and I am talking about the 25th anniversary edition of Clueless. This also comes with a digital copy of the aforementioned movie. So, Clueless, you might not think it's one of those things that I might not cover, because typically this wouldn't be my genre, but I'm a big fan of 90s teen comedies. I remember stuff like can't hardly wait the aforementioned clueless stuff like that it's always kind of been my secret jam i definitely enjoy those type of movies especially as being a child of the 1980s i'm a little bit older things kind of got to me clueless i saw it in the 90s and i think in the mid 2000s and it didn't really speak to me so i'm maybe not the right audience for this but watching it again for this review definitely can enjoy enjoy it for what it was it's a nice slice of life and i think it does hold up fairly well as this comes from the same director who did fast times at ridgemont high and a bunch of other films as well also stars the amazingly gorgeous alicia silverstone who's had an interesting career uh you could say and in more recent years has been interesting to say the least but Still some pretty standout performances in this movie, uh, of course, from the late Brittany Murphy as well, and uh, a lot of these uh, people who would have roles in the movie would go on later to have stuff in the television series that ran for a couple of years in the mid-90s as well, which I seem to remember more of the TV series than I do of the actual movie, so figure that one out. So, <clears throat> for those of you that don't know, uh, Clueless is the story of Cher, a pretty much rich socialite who is kind of an airhead, kind of self-centered, not a bad person by any stretch of the imaginations, but, you know, just not necessarily the person who you think is going to be socially conscious. However, though, a new girl comes to school named Ty, and they decide to take her under her wing, her and her friends, to give her a makeover to help make her popular, but also to maybe hook her up with a boyfriend and you know that old trope but it's a fairly engaging story as Cher finds out more about herself starts to grow as a person after having a series of mishaps and she does eventually grow and eventually lands Paul Rudd who while me and my wife were watching this movie for review she revealed to me an unhealthy attraction to Paul Rudd and you know what I don't blame her hey what can I say I dig Ant-Man he's one of my top Avengers and uh, Mr. Rudd if you ever become available you know what? I'm willing to try anything once. However, that aside, let's talk about the actual disc itself. So, I've been doing some research as I don't own any previous versions of this movie. And as far as I can tell, this is pretty much just the 2012 release in new packaging and at a new price point. Which isn't terrible. This movie did come out 25 years ago. And the movie came out... Um, 
in its current packaging almost 25 years to the day. So that's pretty neat. I mean, I'm a little sad that we didn't get anything new. Maybe like a retrospective, some interviews. I mean, I'm sure there's some pop culture experts that could like talk about this endlessly. And that's a little sad. I mean, some of the special features here are kind of nice. There's some cast and crew interviews. There's a lot of behind the scenes stuff. They talk about the fashion, which is actually kind of a neat thing. They talk about how they developed the language and slang, how they had like jive talking dictionaries. Um, and it's kind of an insightful view of how this movie came to be, how it was pitched around to different studios like Fox. Fox passed on it when it was originally going to be a TV show. Somebody suggested it become a movie. And then there was like a bidding war when someone came off of Broadway, became the president of Fox. And then this movie ended up at Paramount. So it's interesting. And the special features are definitely worth kind of sitting through. The movie itself does look pretty great. I mean, it would have been cool to see this upgraded to 4K, but it's going to pass for a 2012 Blu-ray. It's not terrible. It looks pretty fantastic on my setup. So overall, if you don't own Clueless, and if you don't want to track down the old version, and at this point, why would you? This is pretty cheap. I've seen different price points on Amazon.ca. Either way, you're paying under $20 for this. In fact, you're probably paying under $15 from what I can tell. So look around. It's definitely a nice movie to remind you of your high school days. And um, I think it's one of the better teen comedies to come out of the 90s. And I'm definitely glad that I sat down to watch this tonight. So Clueless 25th anniversary definitely gets a recommend from us here at This Week in Geek. So I'm Audie. Ms. Bouchard, I work for the Catholic Church. So you're a priest? No, an assessor. My colleague Ben and I investigate unexplained phenomenon. I didn't know that was a job. It is. I don't believe in all that. Devils and possession. The problem with my job is that possession looks a lot like insanity. And I need someone to help me distinguish between the two. Hey guys, it's Mike the Birdman here, and I'm here to bring you yet another review for you to take a look at during your summer quarantine, because hey, you're locked inside with the rest of us lunatics. So what are we taking a look at today? Well, we're going to take a look at something from Paramount Home Entertainment. We're looking at Evil Season 1, and you may have seen this on uh, CBS last year. And what this is, this is a television show from the creators of The Good Wife, which is not a show I've seen, but if this is the caliber that I can expect, maybe I should check that out. So what this show is, inside of a nutshell, is there is a psychologist who works with an assessor from the Catholic Church. Uh, what an assessor is, is a person who is kind of like, like a priest in training, and they go around and check out um, things that may or may not be supernatural, like miracles, uh, demonic possessions, exorcisms, all sorts of weird things that you might expect Mulder and Scully uh, to take a look at if you're a fan of the X-Files. And when they bring on the psychologist, he's to provide a more grounded psychological response to these things. And the assessor also works with him with another character named Ben, who is sort of their like tech expert, sort of their lone gunman uh, sort of thing. So he does all the technical mumbo jumbo sort of thing. And these three people uh, basically go through a monster or case of the week and 
This is a show that you could easily write off based on its premise. It sounds kind of, it sounds like a religious X-Files, but it's really kind of not. Now, I'm a, I'm a kid who grew up in the 1990s, and I grew up on a lot of Chris Carter television, which means I grew up on stuff like Harsh Realm, Millennium, The X-Files, etc., etc. And this show feels to me like... If Millennium were made now with a little bit of Supernatural and a touch of early X-Files thrown into it, it's got this really awesome stew of Supernatural soup that I really, really dig. And I'm actually surprised um, how well this show works. And I think the reason it works is the show plays it straight. I mean, sometimes maybe it's something weird, maybe it's something not, but you're always given something to kind of think about. And that's what a lot of early X-Files was when it played off Mulder and Scully. Scully was always the uh, skeptic and the lead character here, Kristen uh, Bouchard, the psychologist, is always like, well... And whereas the believer, David Acosta, the assessor, played by Mike uh, Coulter, um, kind of gives you the more faith-based belief. But then again, maybe it's not necessarily something weird. It could something be totally mundane, like an underlying uh, medical condition, which is outlined in one of the very first uh, episodes. There's also a wonderful bad guy. I think the actor's name is Michael Emerson, and he plays... um, a guy who's basically Satan, and he likes to, as the series calls, he likes to kill hope. And he's been around in many different guises as a demonic entity. And he throws off just this wonderful era uh, of menace, and I really, really like him. He's a great bad guy. Also, um, special shout out to whoever plays the demon named George. That is a great makeup effect. Like, holy shit. That is not something I expected from a CBS show. Um, I don't know. That's like better than some of the makeup you'd see on like Star Trek Discovery. So good on you for taking um, monster makeup seriously. So the show has a lot of charm to it. And I think a lot of that rests on the chemistry between the three leads. Um, Mike Holder has been fantastic uh, throughout everything I've seen him in. Uh, He played Locke. If you remember, I think it was in Halo Nightfall. He was amazing as Luke Cage. That guy should have got a proper ending to his MCU story. But I like to think he is uh, taking over Harlem right now, protecting it his way, and you don't cross him. Um, And the other woman, whose name is Katja, and I can't pronounce her last name, or I don't remember it, I'm sorry. But everybody in this cast works. Even the kids are not annoying. They're very believable. And that's something that I truly, truly enjoyed. Now the show is only 13 episodes, but from what I've read, it has been picked up for a second season. Although with coronavirus, who knows when that's going to be. So I guess we're just going to have to kind of wait and see what happens with that. Um, now the disc itself is spread across three discs, uh, three uh, DVDs. Now there are, a lot of deleted scenes, but who cares, honestly? Um, There are actually two special features, and I'm so thankful to see special features kind of making a comeback. There's like a 20-minute featurette that kind of goes into the creation of the series, some of the actors, and people talk about what's kind of gone into it, what their characters are about. Um, And I really appreciated that. I appreciate featurettes that are over five minutes, and I'm happy to see... um, 
series do this because I think it adds a lot of value to it, especially when you have kind of a geeky sci-fi series. Um, there is also a feature on here. It's like less than five minutes and it could have been a lot more interesting, I think, but they talk about, it's called what is evil. And it talks about the nature of, well, evil does true evil exist in the world. And believe me, if you've been following the news cycle in 2020, I don't think that's a hard question to answer. Um, but they each give their own personal, uh, perspectives on it. And it's kind of interesting to see. So, um, can I recommend evil season one? Yeah. I'm actually really, really surprised. Um, I didn't watch it when it came out. I remember it being all over the global, uh, television network, seeing like a lot of advertisements for it, but I just didn't watch it. Um, when the series does come back, I may actually do that this time around. So evil season one on DVD from Paramount home entertainment is absolutely worth your time. And, uh, hopefully George won't visit you while you sleep and give you sleep paralysis. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older. Or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. Midi specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective and FDA-approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a MIDI clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history, so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should, too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Those magnificent bastards. Color me kooky, but something very odd is going on around here. You're not allowed to talk anymore. What's the most major threat on the world stage? Venezuela is the single greatest resource of oil on the planet. So, why is this country in the midst of one of the greatest humanitarian crises in history? Hey guys, it's Mike the Birdman here, and I'm here with yet another review for you to check out during your quarantine at home or wherever you find yourself this summer. I'm taking a look at Paramount Home Entertainment's Jack Ryan Season 2 on Blu-ray. So this is the second season to the, I'd say, pretty cool uh, Amazon Prime series featuring the Tom Clancy character of Jack Ryan, who's fought everything from Russians to terrorists, all sorts of bad guys you'd see on 24 and any other generic spy thriller in the last million years. But 
what sets this one apart is it tries to be super political because it talks about the instability happening in South America, more specifically in Venezuela with a corrupt political um, election that's uh, coming up, uh, some possible things involving some sort of metal or mineral, and of course things go all sorts of sideways about halfway through the season and the true bad guys start to come out of hiding. So one of the things I didn't like about Jack Ryan season two is, oh, there's a lot more reading in this season. And I'm not saying that because I'm lazy. No, it just seems like a lot more of this season was subtitled and it just, it kind of took me out of it. And I don't know, maybe that's me expressing my weakness as a viewer, but I wasn't as invested in this season as I was the first. It just didn't feel like it jived and flowed as well. I wasn't as engaged as a viewer, which is a real shame because I think Wendell Pierce, who plays James Greer, who's like Jack Ryan's former CIA boss, and John Krasinski playing Jack Ryan, those two have amazing chemistry together, and they're believable as action leads, and then the rest of the supporting cast around them works out pretty well as well. It's just, this season just seemed, for lack of a better word, kind of boring. It's almost like a really lame first half of a 24 season, or maybe a lame couple episodes of Homeland. It's just not there. You know what I'm saying? And I expect a lot from the Tom Clancy license, uh, specifically anything involving Jack Ryan. So I don't know. It's just not a very exciting scene. I would argue there's some more character development in terms of watching Jack react to things. But even then, I'm a little on the fence about kind of that one. Um, so the season itself, I feel it's it's okay. It's nothing groundbreaking. It's probably worth watching, but I don't know if I would necessarily go out of my way to buy the Blu-ray for this. Now, that being said, this is a Blu-ray, so there's some special features, and you should be excited for those, right? Well, not exactly. There's a bunch of deleted scenes. Um, one of them on the first disc literally involves uh, Greer walking into a hotel uh, trying to take an elevator, and a clerk says, take the stairs, it's broken. End scene. I'm like, wow, that's lame. Um, another deleted scene shows one of the soldiers getting shot, and he wipes some blood on a leaf, and I guess he's trying to lead bad guys to him, if I remember that episode right. So, okay, so that was like 15 seconds of screen time. The only scene of real substance, at least in my opinion, it comes in the last episode, and it's basically uh, Greer and Ryan talking, and he's like, I'm putting together a team, you know, that old trope. And it ends with, with him smiling. That, I'm like, okay, that's kind of cool. That I get. Forgiven. But it just feels kind of hollow. I mean, especially for something from the Tom Clancy license, it would have been nice to see them talk about what's really going on in South America, some of their inspirations. Like, you're telling me they couldn't get some of the writers to come and talk, maybe get the showrunners to come out and talk about what influenced them. Um, obviously, because it's a Tom Clancy thing, there's a lot of real-world tech and a lot of inspired future tech that could have talked about that, maybe have something on the U.S. Special Forces something like that so I don't know I'm not very impressed with it so Jack Ryan season 2 if you're gonna watch this if you already have Amazon Prime that's probably the best way to go about this because honestly unless you don't have Amazon Prime 
you could maybe ask for this for Christmas. Um, I just don't go out of your way to see it unless you're a super huge Tom Clancy fan. But I think for the average person, it's kind of forgettable. And that's disappointing as hell because I want more Jack Ryan. Although I'm pretty sure there's a season three coming. So looking forward to that. So anyway, that is Jack Ryan season two on Blu-ray from Paramount Home Entertainment. (laughs) There you are. This mangy stray's done enough damage for today. He's coming with me. He's not a stray. Is he your dog? He's, like, totally mine, if you want to be. I'd like that very much. Okay, then. What's his name? I don't have one. His name's... Snacks. What? Snacks? Uh, I mean, Scooby. Middle name? Doobie? Last name? Hey guys, it's Mike the Birdman here, and well, as time has gone on, quarantine has continued, and that means, well, it's a good time to catch up on movies as the summer vacation for Twig winds down, and one of the cool things I'm going to be checking out today is a release coming to us from Warner Brothers Home Entertainment, and I am talking about Scoob on Blu-ray and digital. So this movie was supposed to come out theatrically uh, all the way back in May, but then, well, you know, the apocalypse happened, and well, those plans definitely changed. Now, it was available via VOD uh, slash rental, and it has just recently come out on Blu-ray and the digital code inside. So I literally just finished watching uh, this movie just a couple of minutes ago, and I was actually really, really entertained by this. I don't see why everyone was kind of slagging it. Um, Scoob is the latest uh, entry into the franchise, which kind of gives it the bigger Hollywood treatment. There's a lot of star power in this movie. There's Zac Efron. There's Will Forte. Frank Welker is back as Scooby. You get um, Amanda Siegfried, Jason Isaacs. Uh, While watching the credits, I found out Henry Winkler is in this. Uh, Simon Cowell is in this for some friggin' reason, because... British, I guess, and a joke. Um, and it's got a pretty solid cast. Uh, Kenny Jong, Mark Wahlberg. So, pretty good star power. So, it basically boils down to um, Dick Dastardly, who you may remember from the Hanna-Barbera cartoons, like Wacky Races and whatnot, is trying to recover some stolen items. Scoob is a big part of his plan. And obviously hilarity and chaos ensue as Mystery Inc. tries to stop Dick Dastardly. But they also team up with another superhero known as Blue Falcon and uh, Dino Mutt to stop him. And Blue Falcon is actually not the original Blue Falcon. It's actually Blue Falcon's son, Brian, who is a complete coward and completely a narcissistic, self-absorbed kind of loser. Not a bad guy. He's just kind of self-absorbed. He's more in- more interested in Instagram and Snapchat than he is in actually performing superheroic duties. So the movie itself is actually pretty entertaining, and I was actually very surprised by how funny it was in, like, certain spots. Um big standout is Jason Isaacs, who you may remember as Lucius Malfoy from the Harry Potter franchise. They could not have cast a better Dick Dastardly than him. Like, he is literally friggin' hysterical. Um, 
And I would wonder how much of that was actually written for him, and they just kind of let him just kind of riff on it uh, all by himself because it just seems so natural. So really clever script in terms of actual dialogue in this movie, and I think a lot of the jokes hit. The only one that seems out of place is the Simon Cowell one because... American Idol, in my opinion, really hasn't been a thing since, like, maybe the late 2000s. I, I know it's still on the air. I think. I don't know. I don't pay too much attention to reality TV. But it is what it is. However, though, um, some of the special features on the disc, some of them are kind of weak, and some of them are not... Why are they here? Um, the bloopers. Normally, I'm not a big fan of these. But this was actually pretty funny just seeing Will Forte and Frank Welker, um, Amanda Siegfried. Evidently, the kid from Young Sheldon voices Young Shaggy. That I didn't know. Um, and just seeing them do some of their takes. You see uh, Tracy Morgan screw up a few times as Captain Caveman. And it's pretty short. There's actually a 10-minute quote-unquote tutorial on how to draw um, Scooby-Doo. But since um, I suck, um, I couldn't do that. Um, there is a bunch of deleted scenes, including an alternate uh, opening. I like the one that they went with uh, al alternately. Um, there's also new friends and newer villains, which I really wish they kind of went more into this. It's only a couple of minutes long, but it kind of explains how they want to update the Hanna-Barbera universe to be sort of like, I guess, a cartoon MCU because at the end of the movie, as the movie's credits roll, they introduce uh, the Blue Falcon force, and you see a bunch of Hanna-Barbera characters join up with Blue Falcon, and they kind of um, expand the idea. There's even, um, this really, really made me uh, excited, like literally just moments ago, where they're going through the credits, and there's Johnny Quest Lab, and you see Johnny Quest's dad showing off a new piece of tech to Mystery Inc., and it sort of advances it and sets up like a sequel. They say Dick Dashardly escapes. So that I thought was actually really, really, really neat. Um, the only special feature as to I wonder why it's here. It's like literally less than two minutes. And it's just people playing with dogs. I mean, dogs are cute. I mean, let's not get that confused with, you know, not dogs being cute, but it's why would you waste disc space? I mean, I don't see why this couldn't have been a PSA, kind of like at the beginning of the movie. They showed one for the, like, Humane Society or something. They're like, go rescue a homeless animal. They'll be your best friend. Cat, dog, big, small, whatever. This could have been a really interesting thing where they could have really, you know, kind of expanded upon that, but they didn't. So that's a kind of useless special feature, but it's there. So ultimately, you're going to be asking, is this movie worth owning? Well, this is where it gets kind of difficult. If you're a Scooby-Doo fan, I'm actually going to say, yeah, um, I had a lot of fun with this. And I can see kids really kind of digging it, too. I know this, according to the Wikipedia article anyway, this stayed on top of rental charts when the movie first came out back in May via uh, VOD. And it's a great VOD rental for people that are very casual fans. Um, I definitely think it's worth that. Um... So, it is worth buying if you're into Scooby-Doo as a whole. That's my cat in the background. I do apologize. That's Ayla. Um, no, equivalent to my Scooby-Doo. She's never far from my side. Um, so, that being said, if you are a fan of Scooby-Doo, 
You should probably pick this up. I do think it's worth it. If you are a more casual fan of Scooby-Doo, then I don't think going down the VOD route is a terrible idea either. So consider checking that out. Uh, once again, that is Scoob from Warner Brothers Home Entertainment. This is a fair request, and I promise I will not judge any person only as a teenager. And that this is no more right than saying all teenagers are drunken dope addicts or glue sniffers. And that's going to do it for the show. Uh, might have another one of these mini uh, uh, Turtle Treasure or mini Soda episodes uh, in the next week or so, because I know Birdman has a bunch to review. And I had about 12 movies come in the mail in the last couple days. So some we're going to be saving for longer form uh, discussions on uh, on like a loose cannon. Or some uh, are the uh, like erotic thriller ones, the classic erotica from Vinegar Syndrome. So we'll be uh, editing down. So we, so we just watch the, the acting part of it and make it a, a ridiculous uh, Twig After Dark <laughs> uh, compilation of different ones coming soon. Uh, and then some others are going to be regular reviews on the show. So uh, a lot of interesting variety, especially horror and, and some uh, exploitation films. So that'll be something fun to dig into, plus a few um, Criterion Collection and uh, and some uh, other, uh, what we have here, Mill Creek stuff and uh, stuff from Cauldron Films. That's the new company that sent us a couple things. So we'll be looking at that over the next little bit. I know... Uh, we've got to catch up on some of the syndicated programming that uh, when we were taking a break, we weren't really publishing as much. So there, there should be a couple episodes of Nerd of the Third that Birdman was on that'll be here in the next, uh, either this week or next week. We'll have a bunch of them, uh, as well as some Future Imperfect and uh, uh, some other <laughs> interesting recording sessions we've been having. So that's going to do it for now, and I guess we'll see you next time. Well, that's our show. All right, here's the deal. Every time you watch my show, I will send you $40. Checks will not be honored. You've been listening to This Week in Geek, your source for guaranteed nonsense or your money back. Tune in next week for more info on the most important things you didn't need to know. Check out our website at thisweekingeek.net and subscribe to our podcast through iTunes or any podcatcher. If you'd like to comment on this episode, head over to this episode's post at thisweekingeek.net and leave a comment through Facebook Connect. Follow us on Twitter at thisweekingeek.net and follow our Instagram at twig underscore official underscore podcast. Social media not your thing? Send us an email at feedback at thisweekingeek.net. We'll see you next time, and remember, lower your shields and surrender your listenership. Just when you think this show is terrible, something wonderful happens. What? It ends. <laughs> I have to go. Somewhere there is a crime happening. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting 
Waiting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.